Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. Today's episode is comparison of COVID-19 rates among in-person and virtual attendees of a National Surgical Society meeting in the United States. I'd like to thank our host and topical editor, Dr. Ruth Hyatt, and our topical expert, Dr. Nadine Furtado. And now it's my pleasure to begin today's podcast. Hi, I'm Ruth Hyatt, a fellow and clinical diplomate of the Academy. This is the clinical podcast series. This episode will explore COVID-19 rates among in-person versus virtual attendees of a recent national medical conference. Our topical expert is Nadine Furtado, a fellow of the Academy. Hey, Nadine, can you uh, introduce yourself to us? Hi, Ruth. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, So I'm a faculty member at the University of Waterloo School of Optometry, uh, where my main roles are overseeing our disease and imaging clinic. And some of my main research interests are public health. So this is a very topical article um, related to my main areas of interest. All right, well, let's have a look at that article. So comparison of COVID-19 rates among in-person and virtual attendees of a National Surgical Society meeting in the U.S. was published in June 2022 by Silver and colleagues. So they found that COVID-19 positivity was essentially the same between in-person and virtual attendees. So, um, you know, with that in mind, you know, the study looked at COVID positivity rates within seven days of this large uh, national meeting and uh, Academy just finished a couple days ago. So why is this particularly important for optometrists right now? Um, So I think one of the main reasons that they did this study was because now sort of um, a lot of healthcare organizations, a lot of professional organizations are going back to having these large in-person meetings similar to the Academy. And so just sort of seeing what can be done as far as mitigating risk and the potential benefits of that. Um, And especially when we're talking about healthcare providers, it is a bit of a unique population because these are individuals who on a day-to-day basis do have a bit of a higher exposure risk to COVID and sort of seeing whether or not there's any differences between that day-to-day exposure versus attending these conferences. Um, This was also a bit of a unique situation as far as the requirements to attend this specific uh, meeting. So individuals who did attend it um, uh, both vaccination um, was mandated, as well as masking was highly recommended um, when they were attending the meeting. So just sort of seeing for individuals who did that, what exactly could be the potential outcome as far as reducing the risk of um, COVID transmission. Could you identify any caveats to this study? So the individuals who did attend this conference were encouraged to sort of self-monitor and self-test for COVID-19. Um, but also what they were mandated to be vaccinated as well as to be masked when when indoors and attending all of the meetings. And then also any sort of food services were done outdoor. So all this was done to sort of help mitigate risk and sort of see what the benefits were by taking these these measures in order to try to reduce that risk of transmission. And then kind of on the same uh, topic, what, what limitations did you find of this study? So although they found that comparing the in-person and virtual Uh, rates of COVID-19 following attendance at this conference. One of the limitations of this study is that that was all determined by self-reporting. And so as we know with any sort of self-reporting study, there is gonna be that innate bias. 
Um, and that was self-reporting of both testing positive for COVID-19, as well as just reporting of symptomology. And so there are individuals who the decision, the decision as to whether or not they had COVID was based solely on the symptoms as opposed to a positive test. So all those things were somewhat of a limitation as far as the potential accuracy, but all in all, there was really no significant difference between in-person versus virtual. All right, Nadine, well, I appreciate your insight regarding this paper, and I thank everyone for watching this episode of the Clinical Podcast Series. And a special thanks to CooperVision for their educational grant to make it all happen.